Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to spend our time again in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. This will eventually take us into Matthew chapter 7, so this sermon by Jesus is going to be our norm for several weeks to come. There's a lot here. Well, today, Jesus begins exposing the hypocrisy in the hearts of the Pharisees. And as he does, he exposes the same hypocrisy in my own heart. And if you're going to be honest, yours too. Just as Jesus knew that his audience was quite familiar with the commandment, you shall not murder, I know you are familiar with it too. Now it's likely that 99 to 100% of you have never committed murder. So we can just move on, right? Nothing more for us to look at here. Well, that was the attitude of the religious people of Jesus' day too. But Jesus recognized a problem with that attitude. It's too shallow. It doesn't grasp the nature of murder that resides in our own hearts, even if we never come close to committing it outright. I can imagine as Jesus spoke, hundreds of proud eyes around him that thought they had this commandment nailed opened wide as they understood, and mouths quietly uttering, Oh, and that understanding that in their hearts, in my heart, resides a murder problem. What's the answer to this problem? Here is today's piece of the sermon entitled, Are You a Murderer? He reinforces it in verses 25 and 26. He says, Make friends quickly with your opponent at law while you are with him on the way, so that your opponent may not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you be thrown in prison. He's talking about making friends, uh, show goodwill to gain goodwill. The, the opponent at law here would be some kind of an injured party, similar to the brother in verse 24. Whoever it is, it doesn't matter. It's a very generic expression. In this example, he's talking about a creditor. In that culture, if you were delinquent in payment and the person you owed something to spots you on the street, they can basically do a citizen's arrest, take you by the arm and say, we're going to see the judge. And he says, my friend, that's the time to start dealing with it. Make friends with your opponent quickly on the way. He could take you and, and demand immediate pro- prosecution. He would take you to the, to the judge, and then the judge, if you hadn't settled it by the time you got before the judge, the judge would apply the law as he saw fit, and then he would deliver you to the officer of the court. That's the enforcer. That's the jailer, if you will. And you are going to pay according to the requirements of the law. So what, he, what he's teaching is... You find out something's wrong, fix it. Don't put it off. Don't wait. Don't ignore it. Don't rationalize it. Don't be that person. Verse 26, truly I say to you, you will not come out of there. Where? Well, the prison. You will not come out of there until you've paid up the last cent. Prison here equals 
fiery hell of a couple of verses ago. He's, he's using this as an illustration of the eternal consequences of unforgiven sin, unresolved conflict. And the idea is if you don't resolve your problems on the simplest level, person to person, you could wind up with the worst punishment. I mean, if you, if you have a problem with somebody and you're a Christian, what should you do with it? You should ask that it be published in our weekly prayer guide, right? No. You first go and seek to be reconciled. Now, as we get into this part of the Sermon on the Mount, I've tried to warn you, prepare yourself for conviction. It's all about dealing with the heart. And you may, if you haven't already today, need to face some issues that you don't really want to face. If you have been deluding yourself into thinking that you can avoid those things, you can be quite sure the Holy Spirit is going to be bringing them to your attention. Now, we don't want to leave it there and just say, marvel at the words of Jesus with what authority He spoke. Let's, let's include a little exhortation. He says this is about you. Who is you? Well, it's all of you and all of me. It's, it's us. Is there anyone that you have a conflict with where any part of the fault lies with you? Say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm about 1.3% wrong. And the other person's about 98.7% wrong. Okay, who is this addressed to? You. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. Now, I love the wording of that verse. It's very strong, but it also says, if possible. Sometimes it's impossible. Sometimes you can do everything you possibly can. Sometimes you can go the second and third mile. And some people just are going, well, they're going to hate you because they hated Jesus and you represent Him. That's, that's going to happen. But ask the Holy Spirit to work in your heart to see what you can do about that to accurately reflect the character of your Savior? Is everything all right in your home? Between you and your spouse, you and your parents, you and your children? Is anyone at work, anyone at school unhappy with you? Are you current with all your debts? Are there any ill feelings between you and a friend? Is your employer Continually getting 60 quality minutes for every hour that, that you get paid? Have you lied to anyone? It, are, you, are you carrying a grudge? Is there a feud that you're helping to perpetuate? This is addressed to people with those kinds of issues. In other words, people like us. After the first service, one, one person said, well, oh, yeah, um, in, in my family, there are some things that I don't think are quite right and I can't really define them. So does this apply to me? And I said, well, Jesus said so. So what do you do? Uh, and, I, and I suggested you could do something like, you know, this isn't a flaming, dish-throwing argument going on right now, but I said, you could do something like maybe say, you know, I, um, 
I, I kind of feel like things aren't quite right between us. Is there anything that I can do to help? See, you can humble yourself to be what Jesus wants you to be. And I, I'm not saying all of that to, I'm not going to close by asking you to raise your hand and confess in public what needs to be done. But there's nothing more important to do than to make haste to deal with whatever you need to deal with. And Jesus is saying, in the hypocrisy of worship, if you're not willing to let God deal with your heart. So I asked, um, are you a murderer? The answer is, well, yes. And why is this here? It's here to teach you. That means you need a Savior. That's the point of the passage. And if you're already a child of God and you need help following through and maybe some wisdom on how to obey this, let us know so that we can help you do it faithfully and, and lovingly. That's, that's what family's for, right? And that's what shepherds are here for, to help sheep with dealing these thing, with these things. But if you're not dealing with the murder in your heart, the very best day to start with that is today. This is the day. And Jesus doesn't just look down his nose and say, you go take care of that. No, he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. He was speaking then, I believe, of all the burden of all the do's and don'ts that they'd been taught. He says, come to me, I'll give you rest for your souls. Or you might say that Jesus could put it this way. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the Son of God. Don't be known for your anger. Be known for your character as a child of God. And that, you would remember that verse, for they and they alone shall be called the sons of God. That's the kind of person who is a true child of God. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today as a crew of murderers. We don't say it in that way, Father, but we thank you for clarifying in your word how important it is that we realize that our anger, our bitterness, our caustic words, our little complaints, those things, they really are the same as if we pulled the trigger and killed someone. We recognize the, the magnitude, therefore, of our sin and the magnitude of your glory and your holiness and your righteousness and how we thank you for the Savior that bridges that gap. We thank you for your grace in which we stand. We thank you for the Savior who, who died in our stead, taking upon himself your wrath for our sins and granting to us His righteousness. Father, help us by Your grace, prompted by Your Spirit. Help us ruminate on those things that we might rejoice at what You would do through us. Have Your way with us to the end that our light would shine before men and they would see our good works wrought by You and glorify You, our Father in heaven. We thank you for your faithfulness to all of these things. In Jesus' name, 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.